that was a basic pass out. Yeah. He passed out like I pass out like almost every night. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I ain't your son. And sitting next to Jake is another bastard who just absolutely hammered the balls. It's Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I do not approve of that <laughs> scene, though. I want to be clear. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week we watched 2010's I Saw the Devil, which was a Mark pick, um, and we will dive all the way into that real soon, and when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And if you like what we do and want to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash a A-T-O-Z horror, and support the show at your level of choosing. Get some cool perks for your troubles. But hey, if you can't swing that now or just don't want to, no worries, we just appreciate you being here and hanging out with us, and nothing else is going to change about the regular podcast but now it's time to do the getting junk part so in that score let's do beers for fears hey mark yes what are your <laughs> beers for the supremely fucked up 2010 movie i saw the devil fears uh yeah i have two for you this week i got a revenge double ipa this is from proper brewing here in salt lake city uh that one's pretty self-explanatory but you might ask yourself hey what's he getting revenge for well that leads me directly into my second beer, which is Phantom Bride by Belching Beaver. Yikes. Yeah. Because yeah. his wife is now is now a, a phantom? Yes, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the twofer. I really liked your first one. The first one was, I mean, it's perfect, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the one. That beer doesn't exist. I yet. knew of that beer. I couldn't find any beer called Revenge here in Boise. Mm. So, Jake, so what are Lake your City beers? Exclusive. Oh, yeah. Nice. What are um, your beers for these fears? One of the most used words in this movie is bastard. There True. are some arrogant bastards in this movie, and so I'm going to drink some arrogant bastards. Okay. Uh, so an arrogant bastard. That's what I'm doing today. I'm going to do several. I like that. That's pretty solid. Got to pull them out. I have to get them out of my yeah, bag. Yeah, that was difficult for you. Well, it's hard, man. Yeah. I got bags. I and like stuff. the texture of that can. It's tacky. Like the label they use. It's yeah. Tacky. Yeah. There's it's a cool. certain there's a certain type of beer can out there that has a tacky label. You know, just just tacky enough. Just tacky. Not enough. too tacky. It's not like it's <laughs> fucking pavement, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. Well, I myself have another a twofer, like Mark. I first am drinking a Lagunitas Maximus India Pale Ale for a couple of reasons. One, this guy doesn't do anything half measure. At the beginning, he is very, very sweet, and he's all the way into his sweet romantic relationship, hiding in the bathroom from his coworkers to sing her sweet love songs as they leave on the phone. And then when she gets murdered, he converts into just full on, the rest of my life is irrelevant, I need to kill these people. But also, if you think about the movie Gladiator, his arc is very similar to the character Maximus from that. Maximus Decimus Meridius. Yes, when he is he is injured, and then he has to fight multiple people on his way to getting revenge for his family, which he ultimately does. So it's the exact same arc, pretty much. I think they're, you wow. know, structurally very similar movies. Uh, so it works on two different levels. And then I'm also drinking an Isolation Ale, which is an Odell brewing beer, uh, because I think Isolation is a theme of this movie, and most of the characters in it are led to isolation by the choices they make and the passions they choose to follow. And so uh, Isolation is a central theme <laughs> to the movie. The, the, pa the killing. Serial killing. <laughs> well, no, Isolates. but I mean, like, even the police chief... Right, he he slips for a little bit when he gives this guy the files, 
and I assume it's not going to go well for him down the road. He's That's going fine. to be isolated by things. He's fine. Um, he has no eyes now. Yeah. Uh, his nose is isolated on his face. There's so much isolation <laughs> wow. in this movie. So this is probably the best shoehorning you've done ever. I mean, it isn't shoehorning. I bought them yeah. with an idea well, in mind. You say that. <laughs> you say think it. I bought a Maximus India Pale Ale and an Isolation Ale from Odell just randomly and then tried to figure out how to fit them in? No, if but that's you could what happened, have. I'm much more impressed with myself. <laughs> no, but you could have. No, I feel like you were at the store and you were like, oh, none of these really make sense. Uh, that one looks good. I was also looking for a slaughterhouse and I walked in and they were doing a payette tasting. They had the cans out and I was like, where the fuck is your slaughterhouse? Yeah. Well, that comes out in like February. <laughs> Not the right time. And they said, it's right over there, mister. And they pointed you at the exit. Basically. <laughs> yep. But drinking beers and watching I Saw the Devil isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world. And actually, we also have a segment to pay up on here, boys, because it's not just uh, what's been rocking our horror worlds. We have uh, the patrons over at patreon.com slash horror get to vote on who loses beers for fears, uh, who did the worst job pairing their beer with the movie, and also get to vote on what movie the loser has to watch as penance. So let's cue that sound effect and get into it. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! All right, Jake, you got anything Uh, to pay up for here? Yeah. I know you do. We watched the same movie. I lose a lot, didn't we? You shut the fuck up. What? I've lost so many more times than you. It's astonishing. I actually don't know if we watched the same movie. Uh, I think we did. I, I remember have... you talked about a movie I watched. So I, okay, okay, yeah. I'm. I, you and I have tied on several of my yes. more recent losses yep. of the many that I lose because I lose all the time. Jack, um, I watched Repo, the yes. genetic opera. Repo, the genetic opera. Um. Wow. Yeah. I'd heard about this movie in the sort of like it's it does what some of these hold your horses there, are. tough guy. What? Why did you watch it? What did we lose? What did we? Yeah, we watched this because we lost the lure, and so Mark mercilessly threw us some more musicals. Or I think patrons, it was actually my idea, but uh, either way, well, he was the one that had to put his hands to the keyboard. And yeah, he it didn't uh, go well. He queued up a few of these. This, I just this... followed orders. And and actually, you and I though got, got to pick between the ones we watched because this tied with Little Shop of Horrors. It did. I well, I I think what it boiled down to is I've seen that one a couple times. I had not seen this. Yeah, I hadn't seen it either. I kind of get why. I'm happy I've seen it. Are you? Yeah, this is a hell of an experience, man. This is such an indie movie, and man, they fucking mean? go for it. They really. I mean, go this for is it. this movie is like there are some terrible like green screen background CGI, but also there are some amazing, like the commitment they have to it is tremendous. Right. I mean, yeah. And and ultimately who cares? Didn't know Paris Hilton was in it. I didn't know anything about it. (laughs) Am I I crazy or does this also have Neil Patrick Harris in it? You're crazy. You're thinking of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I am thinking of that. You're correct. Yep. You have passed the test. Anyway, the the quick rundown of the plot here is it's a dystopian, not so distant future where basically the there is a giant. Com- people have like what become like allergic to the earth and, and their yeah. organs are failing, and so yep. there's now a, a business that basically sells you organs. Amazon fake sells organs, organs yeah, pretty much. That, that you know they've now monetized like a drug 
that is super addictive. And if you can't keep up on your payments for these organ implants they've put in your body to keep you alive or on the drug, they'll come and repossess them by tearing them out of your body yep. and killing you. Yep, they sure will. And that's what it's about. That's why it's called Repo. Yeah. You know, for a movie that has the central theme of like this huge faceless corporation stealing people's organs, like ba- giving people organs they can't afford and then repossessing them by ripping yeah. their insides out when they can't. Yeah. The company is not the bad guy whatsoever in this movie. The, it, this it was movie's bizarre. So, this movie's so, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to make sense of this movie. Do you remember what year this came out? Like 2009, 2008, The music like is so, like, angsty aughts, man. Oh, there is some pop they, punk nonsense. I hit, love it. They hit that nail on the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just Look, off of Evanescence. I don't think this is a great movie. <laughs> No, it's not or a, great a good movie. movie. No, it's not. But a good I appreciate movie. the shit out of this movie, I know and I what had fun you mean. watching it. I know what you mean. Yeah. I did not have fun watching it. This is so far from my bailiwick. I hated watching this movie, <laughs> but I get it. Like, well, I actually don't get it, but I get that I'll, some people get it. I'll tell you the other little wrinkle. <laughs> I was dreading watching to say that was. I was dreading watching this because I'm on this cockamamie thing where I'm not drinking except for this podcast uh, just diet don't, sh- don't share that thank don't you for your that. sacrifice by this the way. is yeah. all character work yeah Jack. absolutely it's character work yeah um, so I do I watch this no beers no whiskey no nothing I just watch this with tea my and character is someone who's on a diet and doesn't like it yes <laughs> I'm method acting Mark I'm method acting smart the best he says as he takes a drink of beer <laughs> yeah hey I have professional responsibilities Jake once again, vodka doesn't have like any calories. It's fine. Vodka. Anyway, so that's all I've got to pay up on. I watched Repo the Genetic Opera 2. Cool. For those of you that are interested, it is free on Tubi. T-U-B-I exclamation point. Exclamation point. Which yeah, I, what the hell is Tubi? I'm still I, very skeptical of it. It, it is a, like a horror movie or a movie website that streams movies. Most of them have ads. I think this was supposed to have ads. No ads when I, I didn't watched it. I have not seen the ads either. So, I had yeah. it up on my TV. It was I, pretty cool. It just went. Yeah. It worked. Whatever. Uh, if you ha- if you're interested in watching it, and man, it was an experience. I don't know that I'd, I I no. I just flat out don't recommend it. I'm gonna continue because I have more to pay up on because I lose a lot. Oh shit. Yeah. Another movie that I had to pay up on for was one that pissed me off a lot. Devil's <laughs> Backbone. I lost some. No one liked the Spanish cider. It was so lazy. Blood. It was not lazy. It was great, and it was expensive. <laughs> this is like you getting pissed off about the whatever Korean <laughs> soju and shit. Anyway. What I had to watch for that one was another one. I picked three that was like, fuck all y'all, like three movies that I want to watch, pick one. Uh, The one that won this time was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So I watched that just last night. You can get it now. I think it just became available this week. Which we were all hyped on, but then nervous that the trailers did not make it look like particularly tonally correct. Particularly tonally correct or scary or where is it going to land? Huh. I have you my, seen real quick before you get into it. Have you seen the newer Goosebumps, Goosebumps episode? Not episodes. Uh, the newer Goosebumps movies. I saw the with, first. Like, Jack Black. I I saw the first one. Okay, that's how the trailer hit me. Was that this is going to be Goosebumps with like a slightly slightly more PG thirteen vibe to it? Got it. Way way darker than that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I, I'm happy to report it's darker than that by quite a bit. There's some. I, it, it doesn't show you a ton, but there's some gruesome stuff here, and you don't, as we all advocate for you don't have to show a lot for something to land the right way i went from really liking what this was doing to starting to get really confused about how it was handling itself down the stretch and i did not i flat out did not like the way it ended so it leaves me with more of a sour taste in my mouth however i think on the whole 
it's still a movie that I would recommend, especially if you're someone who is near our age, grew up with the books, all that stuff. Definitely worth a watch. It's interesting. Andre Overdahl, who did The Autopsy of Jane Doe as the director, you got Guillermo del Toro producing it. Like It's a hell of a pedigree. What you saw in the trailers is not not delivered on here. I think they did a good job of that and added more to it, so it's not like you only get what you saw in the trailer either. Just don't go in expecting things to make sense really okay don't don't go in with your mind on just watch it and enjoy the ride and i think you'll have a good enough time the way they had to create a story ultimately did not work for me right okay i would have preferred this to in some way be an anthology i think that would have been a better mechanism just like the books sure just string together some stories yeah uh they didn't do that i kind of i get what they're going for but what it ended up doing it just didn't work flawlessly so whatever still still happy i watched it still recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it it's like gonna be five bucks or less now on amazon or i watched it on youtube because it wasn't on amazon yet but whatever (laughs) nice yeah pretty solid all right i'm still behind oh well me too yep we'll get there eventually mark how about you you got Uh, to pay up to to your defense jake not that you complain about enough but you have lost uh four in a row through yeah, the, and I how many of those up. did he lose tying with me? Two. Yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah. and then the other two weeks he didn't lose. <laughs> no, did I think you? He, I, well, I'm did way you? I'm way up in losing. I'll, I'll put it that way. Mark, what do you have that to pay up true. for? I uh, actually don't have anything to pay up for yet. The only one I've lost is the host, and the poll hasn't closed yet. Oh, nice. Okay. How is that not closed? You Give us a little preview of what's to come. What might you have to watch? Uh, right now, the mist is currently winning. We were gonna do the 2005 one, but uh, one of our lovely patrons wanted us to watch the old school black and white one, so we might just audible and do that instead. Oh, nice! There's... I think everyone has defaulted to the newer one. Great I movie. I think so. Although we also should follow up because there is a re-release of the 2005 one in black and white, so it's all very confusing. Really? Don't do that. Do the original. Do you yeah, that seems like a that? Uh, that seems like a miss. Yeah. I'll just get confused <laughs> and watch all three versions. You mean it seems like a mist? Ooh, yes, exactly. That's what I meant to say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get screwed up and just play the old video game Mist, where you walk around on an island touching books. Oh man, I fucking love that game. Touching books? Is that what you remember from that game? That was like the whole point of it, man. You had to get pages and put them into books. That was the, the whole lovely point girlfriend, of the game. The lovely girlfriend is not a video game player, but she fucking loves the Mist games. I had to go and like show her how to purchase a Mist game on Steam. Did she get into Riven? Was she, I, did she fuck with Riven? That seven CD monstrosity no, sequel to Mist? I don't think so. <laughs> which which now you could fit on like you could fit that game probably four thousand times on a single like shitty thumb drive now. Oh yeah, and it came on seven <laughs> CDs. Yeah, yeah I, I fucked with Riven. I think cool. I got the CD three. Oh my god, CD <laughs> CD. Let's get out of this Are segment and into regular god. rocking horror. Holy world. shit! Q Scatman. No, no. Scatman's world. All right, Jake. Not Beers for Fears losses. What else has been rocking your horror world? Well, Jack. uh, Oh, boy. The lovely girlfriend suggested that we watch a show together on Shudder. She was like, hey, there's a show that I want to watch on Shudder. Very interesting. I was like, okay. Out of character for her. I know. And then we watched it, and then I realized uh, why. It's called A Discovery of Witches. Okay. It's based on some books that she has read and is now rereading. This is very well made technically and outside of that it's not horror 
Okay. There are vampires and witches. <laughs> is this, is but this based on a series of YA books? It sounds like a YA book. It, it's fucking... It, it, it's like really horny witches and vampires. Yeah, so it's a YA book. And yeah. they bang and then there's like uh, music. Maybe not YA. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Like the, I thought the first episode well, so was okay. everything you're describing to me sounds great. Watch it. Okay. I don't know. Technically, it's fun. It's interesting to look at. Like, it's definitely the production value is up here, listener. I assume the, the cast sky. members are attractive. Yeah, there's someone who's well-known. I just don't know her. I don't know her name okay. off the top of my head. Let me look it up. <laughs> She's well-known. I just don't know her. Next well, question. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember her name. Is a discovery the term for a group of witches? No. Like a murder of ravens? No. Okay. So, Hold on. I feel like it would be a conflagration of witches. I'm going to give you the name. The main actress is is attra- definitely attractive. Uh, <laughs> this is great go radio. Ahead and, go ahead and hold listener while we're just, while he's just frantically Googling it on his phone. That's exactly what I'm doing. Jake, are you talking about Teresa Palmer? Yes, that's it. Oh, that's yeah, the she's one. pretty. Of, of yeah. Lights Out and Warm Bodies fame? Yes. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. I'm going to watch she's this show. She's lead witch. I might be able to get my wife to watch this with me. This it's, sounds fun. It's like not British, but it's British. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds very British. But yeah, I mean, it takes place in primarily England. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm I, on board. Yeah, I don't know. It's on Shutter. Watch it. It's very. So then, wait. If it's if it's British and takes place in England, then why would you say it's not British? Uh, because she's the primary character and she's American. I well, she's Does Australian, she but she's playing an American <laughs> in Britain. Ooh, I How's like that? this. That's a lot of method acting. She's so, doing some character I don't work. Know, I don't know that she's method acting. I think she might just be acting, but whatever. I, I might try <laughs> to convince my wife that this instead of Highlander is a show we can watch together. Do it. It's like, I think there's only like eight episodes, so it's not, your mileage will, it only get you so far. Right. Not that there's I, any I wrong with Highlander. Those, those dudes can get it. Okay, well, what? Hour long episodes? Uh, just shy. Like 50 minutes. Okay, okay yeah, so you the, watch the what, usual kind of like 45-ish minute long episode thing? It is, yeah. It is a one per sitting. You watch I one episode. Go, okay. Will, no, how many have I watched? Yeah. Like all of them. Oh, but wow. I, I, okay. But I have increasingly been multitasking while it's on, if you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. I know exactly what you uh, mean. That's one thing. Another thing for Halloween, you know, you're gearing up, carving the pumpkins, throw on a, a horror movie. That's kind of tradition at this point. But she doesn't want something super scary. So, so you throw you on Killer Clowns from Outer Space? You Shout go, out to the Patreon cast? You go through the list of things that you think would be entertaining. And still in the genre, and I landed this year on Behind the Mask. Oh, that's good. Okay. And she really liked Ooh, that. Ooh, The Rise so that, of Leslie Vernon. Yes. Love that movie. Yeah, me Love too. Love it. I like revisiting that one. That's one that I could easily do every year, I think. It's that's a great just one. a good movie. Yeah. So that's another one that we watched together. I have a lot of those this week. But um, the last thing, do I have any more? My God, I don't. Thank, thank God. <laughs> The Colorado Avalanche been rocking my horror world. You know what I mean, buddy? Yeah, it's not going great. Oh, it's not God. going great. It's just we're getting we're getting experience to the to the uh, everyone else on the team. Fuck. You know, <laughs> they, no. they need Ron and Landy points. have enough experience. They can sit for a while and get everybody else some polish. Yeah, exactly. and then they'll be gearing up. You'll be on a run. You'll be on a heater, right, leading into the playoffs, baby. Enough well, yeah, and you come talk. in and your first Enough round matchup is hockey. against the Tampa Bay Lightning and you knock them off in four. If you keep talking about the the hockey, I'm going to talk about the current Penguins game going on right now against the no. Lightning. No, 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 Jack, what have, you been, what have you been watching? All right, I got a couple things here. One is a TV show as well. This one popped its way onto my Netflix feed. Both of these shows, both of the things I'm going to talk about this week have in common is that they were available to download on one app or another. These were airplane movies? Not airplane. I found myself in a situation this week where I had to be in, at Nampa doing a series at of- Nampa. 
acts. Uh, let, let's, let's say I can't talk about exactly what I was doing, but I, I was in a situation where I'm in like a, a conference room and then t- something's happening for a half hour or so, and then nothing's happening for a half hour to 40 minutes. And there's no internet, because Nampa apparently is from the 70s still. Listener, um, Nampa is a suburb of Boise, and <laughs> it it's sucks. not particularly great. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I, of, I... think of Nampa Valley, you know? <laughs> yeah, Nampa Valley. That confused uh, so... me so hard when I was a kid. <laughs> so I wanted to find something that I could like just kind of tune into while I was waiting because there's literally nothing else to do. I was waiting for the next event to start. So the first one is available on Netflix. It is a TV show that I think actually just came out in August when I was Googling around okay. on the CW called Two Sentence, Two Sentence Horror I've Stories. I've already talked about this one. Yeah. Well, I yeah, forgot that. didn't a while I? ago. Well, I watched the first three <laughs> did episodes. Did you like it? I really did. The first two episodes. The, uh, first two or three. I can't. Yeah, they're short. Yeah. They're like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was confused about the naming structure of some of them. I know, I mean, the title of each episode is the two sentences. The two sentences. Story, yeah. Those don't fit in great to the overall story, I found, but. Can I get okay. an example of one of these two sentences? Yes, you can, Mark. So the first episode, uh, the sentence is, she was stiff and cold in my arms, period, and then the doll blinked. Um, it's about a guy who's murdering women in whom he's interested. So I didn't really, that has nothing to do with dolls. Um, maybe they're using doll in like the fifties sexist way, but I don't know. Um, hey doll. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the second one is I felt my skin crawl period. Then I saw the head of the worm push through. Now that one makes a little bit more sense, but even still not much sense. Um, in any case, look, they're, they're <laughs> I I was somehow going to end the same way. And then the doll blinked. And I was really hoping blinked. that they were all one sentence. And then, and then the doll blinked. The second sentence always starts with a conjunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, these are really fun. And, and I like the like 22 minute anthology nature of them. That's a cool thing. We don't get too much. And I think that's a, that's a very cool way to tell a story. So. Taylor made for Netflix. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's still, it's currently still on the CW, I think. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, it, just so it is Taylor made for Netflix. Well, it, it fits that format very well. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. What else? So that's one. And then I watched a movie. This one is freely available on Amazon Prime. I don't think you need the ghouls and demons, whatever add-on that costs three ninety nine a month or whatever. I think this is just regular free on regular Amazon so Prime. So confusing at this point. I, I have, have no I idea. I still don't even understand how to get to ghouls and demons. I have it, and it's unclear to me what movies are in it and not. I'm just going to break in here because it's topical, and we're going to bring it up anyway. Uh, I Saw the Devil is available in the collection of Hitman and Gangsters. But also ghouls and demons. I said this to you guys the other day. And the one I have, which is the horror one, you can watch this. Well, I for paid free. for it, so. Yeah. Well, you're an idiot. I don't even know how to get to ghouls and demons. <laughs> I don't know how to get there. It doesn't make any sense. All right. The other movie I watched is called Discarnate. This is a movie from. Oh, yeah. Is this uh, Aaron Arkin, whatever the hell his name is? Eckhart? No. Aaron Eckhart. Nope. Right? Nope. Incorrect. Tom Jane? Nope. Incorrect. Fuck. Who's in this movie? Sophia from The League. Some other people you might halfway recognize and uh, nobody else that you'd know. Boys, this has a lot of stuff relevant to stuff that happens on the podcast. This is uh, what this is our a movie starring our old friend, the pineal gland. Okay. And this is Good. another movie Good. about scientists trying to like use a drug to determine what happens after death between that life and chestnut. the afterlife. This movie literally opens... Good? It kind of is good. I was really expecting it to be terrible, but it kind of actually is watchable and pretty good, despite literally opening by begging the question. 
This is a perfect oh. example of begging the question. And I'll, I'll explain a little okay. deeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but please. So this is a team of scientists, right, trying to use a drug to, as they say, prove whether or not there's an afterlife. Totally. That's what, that's what they're trying to do, using this drug. There's a scene with one of the head, head scientists, the female lead of the movie, not, not Sophia from The League. She's brought up, like, Pascal's wager, right, which is the whole okay. thing that whether, whether or not you should believe in God, right? And so he presents this idea as if God is real and you don't believe in him, you're forever damned, and you didn't lose out on, like, but if God is real and you believe in him, either the, the proposition is you haven't given up that much in your life to believe in God, but you've given up a lot in the possible afterlife by not believing in God should God be real. Right. She the uses, worst case scenario of no God is much, much better than the worst case scenario of there definitely being a God. So right. you might as well believe in God. Right, exactly. It's Pascal's wager. So the, so the setup of this movie is is like all this team of scientists. So it's like four scientists. Sophia from the League is there as the woman who sells tea that extracted this compound they need. And then like a corporate suit who's there to keep them all in line and not waste too much of the corporation or the government's money. I can't remember if it's the corporation or the government. But... The the scientist woman is talking to the corporate suit, and she is trying to explain to him why they're doing what they're doing, and like why to she uses Pascal's wager as a reason to justify why there might be an afterlife, right? That like well Pascal said you should just probably believe in God, but one of the premises of Pascal's wager is that there either is or is not a God and an afterlife, and reason cannot determine which one. So she has literally assumed the truth of one of the premises to prove her point. She is quite literally begging the question. And we've got there. Okay. I'm sorry that took so long, but I you always no wonder no one knows what this means. It took him fucking, fucking hours. Challenge me on it. it and this movie, like, in the first eight minutes, I was like, holy shit, she's actually begging the question. I gotta educate some. Jack, I'm about idiots. to beg a question. Okay. Why did you why did you pay how did you come about this movie? Why did you pick <laughs> Just it? why? Just why in general? I went to the horror page of Amazon Prime. I went to the tab that you don't have to pay for, and I went to the tab that's available for download. And this was on there. Thank you. I kinda liked that's, the poster. That's all I, need. that's all I, I needed. Saw Sophia from that's, the league. That's all I needed. Look, this is better than I thought. This is worth watching. Okay. Um, for all of these, you know, for the Lazarus. Do effect, I have to have this... ghouls and goblins or whatever? I think you could. Pri- no, that's what I started by saying. I think it's just on regular Amazon. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but there's some cool monster effects. There's some cool practical effects. There's some cool like dream sequence effects. All those might be roped into one. I won't spoil anything. Uh, more than I already have. They might not be. Uh, They're all practical. Yeah. Roped in. Yeah. They're all practical. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I had fun watching that. That's, that's what's been rocking my horror That's, that's world. nifty, Jack. It's yeah. super nifty. I all can right, I can confirm two things. The first of which is that it is just available on general vanilla Amazon Prime. And the second of which is that Aaron Heckhart was in a movie called Incarnate, not Discarnate. Okay, well, I, I haven't heard of the movie Incarnate, but I, there is the suit. I mean, you have, because we talked about it on one of our horror release roundups, but okay. it was, forget God, it was one of those just exorcism it. movies. The corporate suit in this movie is kind of like a generically handsome off-brand Eckhart type. You've seen him before in some stuff, but I have no idea okay. who he is. Neato. Hey, Mark. <laughs> yes, What's thank you. What's rocking your horror world? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, last week we did the horror release roundup, so I didn't get to talk about the stuff that I watched at the end of October. Um, so I got some Halloween-y stuff I want to get through. First off is Haunt, which is a Shutter exclusive. Yeah, you put this on the, the IG, you put this on our gram, and I was wanted to ask you about it. I saw that you'd watch this one. 
Shot. Yes. So this is uh, I can't remember who directed it. It's produced by Eli Roth. It's pretty similar to the. Uh, I mean, there's that. We need to cu- we need to come up with a good subgenre name for this movie where it's just people in a funhouse, you know, Hell House LLC or the Funhouse Massacre or Panic Fest or Blood Fest or whatever other movie. There's a million of them that all came out in the last two years or so. I, I mean, yeah, it sounds like you just came up with one. Funhouse. Well, Funhouse. Yeah, basically, this is essentially people who go to an extreme haunt, as you might know, as you might guess from the name, and the extremeness of the haunt is just a little bit too extreme. Um. This is a pretty good movie. I had this as my dark horse, I want to say. Maybe this was my top one from October. I honestly can't remember. It was high on my list, and I was super excited to randomly see it drop on to Shudder. So you can see it elsewhere. You can rent it if you don't have a subscription to Shudder, but it's also just free on Shudder if you have it. That came out Um, this year? This came out in October of 2019. It came out a month ago. Yeah. Well, I'm just making sure. No, No, you're actually asking. Yes, I'm making sure. Okay. okay. I mean, how do you not remember this one? Okay. Okay. If if this subgenre appeals to you, and I don't know why it wouldn't, because in my mind it's one of like, it's it's quietly sneaking into my possibly top three favorite types of movie, um, then this is definitely a recommend for me. One quick disclaimer, Jake, if you watch this. Have like some type of emergency contact bracelet on you, um, because there's an outside chance you legitimately have a heart attack. So there's a heavy spider watching. scene, is what I'm learning. There's a heavy spider scene. Cool. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mention. I have to thank you. I will do. Um, there's a whole big spider scene that was shown in the trailer in Scary Stories. Okay. As you guys know, the story, the red spot, right? Yes. Like that's yeah, one of the ones that they fe- on feature. Promenade. Didn't bother me at all in that movie. I was proud of Ooh. myself. Wow. You're growing as a person. Look no, it, they, their CG spires look like shit. Okay, continue. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's Haunt. Whatever. Go out there and look at it. It's uh, it's not going to completely blow you out of the water from a narrative standpoint, but it is certainly competently made, well acted, and uh, I just fucking love this subgenre because it's incredibly fun. Go out there and look at it, everybody. Yeah, look at movies, you know? <laughs> Go look at the screen of them. Please. And listen to the sounds that come out of your speakers. The next Holy one I watched. Shit. Uh, I'm 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 not going to give this one a whole lot of time because we have talked about it at length before. But throughout the month of October, me and the lovely Mrs. Uh, watched Haunting of Hill House for the second time. Oh, nice. How's it hold up? Uh, great. It's so it's so fucking good. It's discounting the TV series that are played more for fun, like Scream Queens or Scream, uh, which I also very much enjoy. I would say this is objectively the best horror television show or miniseries. That's I mean, high praise. I don't know if you guys really want to argue with me or not, but it's it's damn near perfect. I um I it's not a point I really want to argue with. Yeah, no, it's it's all I mean, it's certainly in the running, if not the one in the top three for sure. I find it enjoyable, Mark. Yep. Going back and watching again. Obviously, there are some things you forget, and that's uh, nice to remember them. You kind of remember enough of the dreadful scares shit, particularly it's like episode six or whatever that follows the twin brother as he's like going through rehab. I fucking that that's I think the best episode of the whole series. Um, in any case, they are making a season two 
that is centered around the haunting of Bly Manor, I believe. There's not a whole lot of information out there about it, aside from much of the cast is returning, but it's not going to be the same narrative universe. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's kind of turning into an American Horror Story type situation. Except good. Hey, there are a couple of the seasons of American Horror Story. There are also some shitty ones. Why don't watch it? Duh. I mean, I definitely don't want to see this turned into a yearly serialized thing like American Horror Story. I That's do like happens. American Horror Story a lot, but it, you just kind of you get threadbare after a while, um, and I don't want to see that happen here. But in any case, it's coming back in 2020, and whatever, we're all going to watch it as soon as it comes out. That's I'm all, preemptively that's, putting it as my top one for that month, whenever yeah, the hell it happens. That's also two years, not one, which is good. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. Yeah, exactly. They're taking a year off. It, it's kind of like the same release schedule as uh, Stranger Things, essentially, and that really hasn't gotten too threadbare. The only, the only uh, thing I'm gonna say to your, the only rebuttal I want to give to your thing about how the uh, rehab. I couldn't think of the word rehab. You couldn't think of the word <laughs> words. You're having a struggle over there. Yes, I'm having a struggle. The only thing I want to say about that episode being the best one is that the op- that really long shot. I forget which episode that was that lasted for like days. Whatever episode that was was the best episode because that was amazing. That was a really cool episode. In uh, the funeral, I think home. That's like two. That's like six, episode eight or something like that. Where yeah, they're actually having the funeral. We're if you haven't seen it, like, we're not going to spoil too much here. But getting the chance whatever. to explore different like cinematic themes within his own tightly created world is fan fucking fantastic. There's really a long really. shot that oh is just a, a master class. So whatever. It's a it's a well hidden multi shot actually, but uh, yeah, it yes, does seem they, like they do have cuts. I, I watched something about how they did the cuts, but it's effectively a, a long shot. That's what they want you to feel, and you do, you do. It is it is interesting. This is my last point on it. It is interesting how much it is a. I don't know if Flanagan was credited as a writer or not, but whoever wrote it, they created this basically sui generis. It's not it. It is a book by Shirley Jackson from the nineteen fifties or whatever, but. This is not at all what the book is. No, I'm about it is halfway not. through the book, and it's <laughs> they have the same names as the characters in the book, but this the the book shares absolutely no other similarities. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not on board for that. Um, Mark, yeah. what else do you have? Keep us going. We're at 38 minutes here, guy. Yeah, one. Well, you guys took your sweet time getting through your stuff. Well, you uh, I also watched the last the one. You usually I'm the one who takes forever, and this time you guys also took forever. I also watched Annabelle Comes Home. I got this as a Blu-ray in the mail, but it's out there to rent if you want to watch it. This is the next one in the Annabelle slash Conjuring series. I think this is the third standalone Annabelle movie. Is that right? Yes, because you had Annabelle. You had uh, Annabelle, Annabelle Origins or something like that. Creation. Creation. Yeah, which, there you go. Which and I then still you have like. Annabelle Comes Home. I think Annabelle Creation Annabelle is Creation is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the first movie, awful. One of the worst of the Conjuring verse. And then the second one's great. And then this one was middling. I don't know, So Mark, you, got, you, you got all your bases covered. As the Conjuring verse continues to grow, Annabelle, the original, gets better and better and better. As La Llorona's and the nuns creep in. Uh, yeah, that's a valid point. La Llorona was not a strong entry. <laughs> Anyways... This is a fun sort of sightseeing tour through a bunch of the like smaller creepy crawlies that are in the background of most of the I mean there's a reason that in the original I think it was the original conjuring they show you the room of horrors that are in the Warren's basement and everyone who's a fan of the series is like it'd be fun to dive into all those obviously they zoom in on Annabelle and that ended up getting the whole franchise but this one is like someone's trapped in the room touching everything setting all of the alarms off 
and you get like these tiny little like snippets of all of these other, you know, like the bloody wedding dress and the Shogun armor and the random other shit that I currently can't remember. Yeah, so, Jake was just talking about this last week. I love, yeah. I love that. And but the problem is now they're gonna do a movie for. E- now it's like okay, we can do a movie for all these fucking things if we want because we tipped our hat to it. Like whatever. I really don't think they will. I think they gave the the way they, they treated can, these. Though. They were like. They, I mean, they could. It's they a pretty already. deep well. They could have already. I don't think they're going to go back and make the make a movie about the symbol playing key operated monkey thing that sits on the top shelf. You know what I'm saying? The toy that like bangs its symbols together. Why, Why not? Why not? Those have always been scary. And then look at the, another monkey movie, Monkey Shines. That movie was great. Everyone loved that movie. Why not do that movie? Do that movie. Oh. <laughs> what are you mad at right now? <laughs> I don't know. Like you actually <laughs> do so claim the movie Monkey shit. Shines was great. It I think good. it sucked. It's not what the movie's good. <laughs> Monkey, uh, hold this on. Monkey also, Shines okay, is well, good. If- Monkey, <laughs> wait, you don't think it's? I don't believe. It. I think you liked it. <laughs> hold on, Jake has fallen off. Yeah, he of doesn't know tracks. what's happening. He's lost track of his own point. I think we need to get to reviewing this two and a half hour movie. So I will just break by saying it was a pretty solid entry into the conjuring verse. You should watch it. It's like a nice, there are Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are barely in it. The stars are essentially just these three kids. So don't expect any huge amount of star power here. It's kind of just an offshoot. It's a spinoff, but why not? It was fun. It was a nice little hayride. All right. I like also, it. Oh, the outro credits are set to King harvest dancing in the moonlight. And it was a weird choice. Is interesting. Is interesting. And now yep. it's got to be time to get to the feature presentation. We got to save Jake. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2010's I Saw the Devil. Yeah. Now, this is a Korean, would you call it an extremist movie? Mm. Uh, Korean. I frequently see it mentioned in that same. Vein, yeah, yes. with like à l'intérieur and uh, what martyrs and all that shit. Martyrs, high tension, uh, yeah. Yeah, Mark, you picked this. I did. Walk me through that thought process because this doesn't seem like a Mark pick. It doesn't, right? Yeah, yeah. Trying to get out of my comfort zone a Good little bit. For you. Jake has cornered the foreign movie market, and I didn't like that, so I decided to put my elbows up a little bit. Um, Jake's throwing up hand signals for some reason, which well, is great for podcasting. You made an expression I didn't understand. You said you threw up your elbows. Yeah. You're, you mean you're yeah, you throwing bows out, trying man. to own the space? Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Made sense. Okay. Up, uh, this was also on Bash a number boots. of lists. I kind of like to go out there and look at the everyone's favorite horror movie list just to see if there's anything near the top that like I haven't seen before. And yeah. this is on a shockingly large number of them, yes. uh, especially for movies that came out, if you're looking specifically in like the 2010s decade, like this last decade or so, this one's almost always on the list. Um didn't really know anything about it other than the snippet of extreme violence was basically always included. Korea has a great history of good-looking film and, like, well-captured narrative, so why not take the dive? Everyone I, says it's good, so I'm going to follow suit. I think it was a good choice. Yeah, I do, too. I hadn't seen it either. Um, I'd heard I'd, I'd heard about it in that same conversation, so it's kind of extremist, but definitely hadn't seen it and honestly thought it was supernatural. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, you went in fresh. I sure did. Jake, yeah. had you seen it? Uh, I think I knew. Uh, I I was on the same page as Mark. I, I knew what it was, had not seen it. Was I've kind of been looking for a reason to watch it for a while, but it's 
knowing what I know about it, it's going to be a very specific mood I need to be in to watch it, so why not twist the arm a bit, I suppose. <laughs> and it's very that long. That specific mood is the just, in general, the ability to watch a two-and-a-half-hour movie. It's two-and-a-half hours long. Yeah, it's a very long Because one. it's from Korea. <laughs> this is up there in the longest movies we've reviewed on the podcast. Yeah, Mark has that market corner. You should do that. pretty good at that, actually. <laughs> I choose a lot of movies that I, I should start checking what the run times are before I choose maybe, them. Maybe, 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 maybe. But we will we can talk about that in upcoming segments. For now, we're going to have to do a 30-second <clears throat> plot synopsis. And, Mark, you definitely picked this. I know that for goddamn sure. So we have a single person doing a single plot synopsis. Mark... 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. A man's wife is killed by a serial killer that sends him into a fucking violent revenge rage where he kills a bunch of other serial killers before he finds the original serial killer and then tries to kill the serial killer, decides to let him go and then try and kill him again and then let him go and then try and kill him again, creating this like long cat and mouse game. Eventually the serial killer comes back and starts killing back of the the man's family and then they get into a kill-off and they uh, fight each other and then eventually... The movie resolves with the serial killer having his head chopped off with his own guillotine in front of his own family. Time. Wow. Mark, my hat's off to you, sir. That was very well done. That was very Thank well you. done. The, the only thing I want to say is that yeah. for most of the movie, the main character is not trying to kill him. He's, he's not trying, trying to kill him. To he's expressly him trying yeah. not to kill him. Yeah. He's trying to ca- <laughs> beat Fair. him with There's a nuance here. Just trying to... It's a, it's, a, it's a maim and release type of situation. Yeah. Now... now yeah. It, this will come up in a later segment. I think he actually has killed him several times. So many times. So we'll talk oh about that later. We will God. talk about that later. So many times. Okay, but he isn't. The character, ostensibly, is not trying to kill him. Yes, his yes, adamantium skeleton, mostly skull, <laughs> is just fine. I like adamantium. Adamantium. <laughs> He pretty much is Wolverine. The serial killer is Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Michael Myers to keep it more on brand, but yes. Dude, he, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> His bones cannot Look, be Look, I'm itching to get there, so let's let's burn through these next few segments. Award-winning segment time. What in the fuck subgenres of horror does this movie fit into? Foreign. Damn it. I was, okay. Um, I did it. Splatter. No. I'm going to take splatter. Sure. No. Several different kinds I mean, of splatter. No, splatter's usually not realistic. It's hyper-realistic. I don't think this is splatter there's a, at all. There's a literal splattering of diarrhea. Okay. There's also the 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 scene in the taxi cab is very splattery. That's heavy. not what splatter is. But the taxi cab scene is splattery. No, they're yeah. just bleeding everywhere. No, no, no. It's all over the windows. It's dripping down just off the windshield. Just because blood splatters on something does not mean it's splatter horror. But that that taxi scene is splatter horror. Oh it doesn't God, have to be campy to be splatter. This. I, it doesn't have to be campy. I disagree. You think it has to be campy to be splatter? Mm, I think it should be. I, th- I don't I, know that people. I don't know that everyone would that agree with that. That part's kind of campy. I don't know if the movie god that deemed what splatter was would say that it has to be campy, but I want it to be campy, so I don't think it's splatter. I'm the doing a hand that gesture. Created our objectively perfect category. Yeah, list. I do like that. That in this situation, the horror god gave us this list, and we deciphered <laughs> it like the fucking plates of Nephi in a hat. Like just to uh, splatter. Well, Jack's <laughs> trying to attribute a subgenre, sub subgenre of splatter that just specifically has to do with diarrhea. Well, okay, it splattered. You could hear it. Hold on, I'll add it as a sub subgenre. Splatter, comma diarrhea. I mean, it is a linchpin <laughs> moment in the movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, serial killer is the other one. Serial killer. Is that, that is that I new? didn't know is we had that, that on the list. Is that new? It's on there, and I I would advocate that it definitely should be. Oh, on the for list. sure. Yeah, this is important. chock full of serial killers. 
This is the. Most I'm not arguing that this killer. is not a serial killer movie because it obviously is. What I'm saying is, serial killer is a subgenre of horror. It was just a late addition to the list. Yeah, it was. We probably didn't add it until like Hannibal. Well, or yes. Well, we haven't we reviewed watched Hannibal. the movie Hannibal. Which oh, I'm isn't sorry. Even a movie. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. God damn it. Or Wait, seven. Hold on. Hannibal, Red Dragon. We should have at. We should. It, is Hannibal one of the f- three movies? Hannibal is a movie. Yes. Yeah, okay. It's the one that happens after Silence of the Lambs. Thank and you. And Red Dragon. I was getting it confused with Dragon. the Matt No, Mickelson Red Dragon TV happens show. first chronologically, then Silence oh, of the Lambs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Chronologically. I was getting Jesus. confused with the Mads Mickelson TV show. That's also a thing that's contemporaneous and It's to called now. Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. Confusing. Right, but that's. Han- no, I believe that's called Hannibal Rising. Oh, my God. It's too much. It's and too that much predates Red Dragon. No, no, I can't track. Chronologically, it. keep track. Do we have any other subgenres no. we want to talk about? No. Does anybody else have any other subgenres, or are we done with that? I'm done with that. I okay. don't have anything else. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's just dive right into the goddamn movie. What does this movie do right? From a horse perspective, violence. I mean, for sure. That's what this that's is an what extremely violent movie, and the violence is graphic, and it's. Well done for the most part. I mean, almost all the scenes are really well done from a violence perspective. The ones that stand in my, out in my mind, and I, I want to talk about what you Let's remember. talk about the most violent scenes. The Achilles tendon and the jaw scene are the two that, that got me the most. I'm curious about what you guys the thought J-Hor, were the most. The J-Hor, like, slit-mouthed woman, I'm going to make you to the cannibal scene? No. That jaw scene? No, where he... where. Where our hero rips the guy's jaw. Yeah, and says that's exactly what I'm talking forever. about. Okay. Yeah, and it like rips here. Yeah. Yeah. That one was super intense. That one and the uh, the Achilles tendon scene. I mean, the ball smashing scene was kind of gnarly. Yeah, but less. You don't see less a, as much. Obscene, yeah, you see. But he's smashing a man's I, something about having that happen with in a, a film. monkey wrench. Yeah. We're talking about violent scenes that make you uncomfortable. I know. I want to know. I told That's I'm one of them. That's one of them. I know. Actually, I mean, as far as the uncomfortability factor goes, the ball smashing scene was top of the list, most uncomfortable. That I was, was a, in this movie. above Achilles tendon for you? I mean, I yes. hated that, too. I had to actively look away from the Achilles tendon scene for like a half a second. It was yeah. like, there oh, were God. There were a number of scenes where uh, we got- either me or the lovely wife that I watched this with... Uh, had to look away and then tell the other person when it was done. And to be clear, the lovely life you watched this with wasn't your wife. It was just someone's lovely wife who happened someone to Someone walked in and was like, I'm lovely and I have a husband. And I was like, cool, <laughs> join me to watch this. Well, that um, could have been a husband, Mark. That's pretty heteronormative of you. Okay. Valid point. I apologize. Jake is deep in thought. And now he's snapping at me. <laughs> police, police chief's eyes. Pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm just trying to. Th- I'm trying to remember all of them because there were so many. There's a lot. There's another one. That I, I will. Just I will had. advocate. This wasn't one that made me feel uncomfortable, but I will advocate for the scene. Just the general brutality of the scene in the cab. Yeah, He's just going to town, stabbing the fuck out of both of those. He other stabs dudes. him like eighty times. Yeah. Didn't oh my god. There's so much though. stabbing. I think yeah, that one such becomes a jaded, like sadistic someone. fuck, but that, that one becomes normal. like normal yeah. by comparison. <laughs> uh, uh, like, kind of like we were talking about when we were objectively saying that this was splatter uh i said not, that weird it's not uh that one that scene is almost played for like a weird on a weird comical tone almost. like it's not really played seriously like all the other ones are yeah. it's the camera um, starts spinning it almost reminds me of like it this is a weird comparison this is a weird take okay but the way the camera's spinning and there's frenetic like stabbing, it almost gets there's like a weird syncopation or whatever to it. The Mr. Fahrenheit from Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. It reminded <laughs> yeah. me of that. I scene. had that same thought. The pool cues. <laughs> yeah. Whack, whack, yep. 
Whack. <laughs> Something about it was that. Don't stop me. Don't stop me. Don't stop me. <laughs> it oh. even starts with the punchline of the guy being like, what do you think of luck? Because <laughs> you're super unlucky tonight. Or what? I can't even remember what he says. But I mean, it was good. Yeah. That was a good scene. Yeah. I think, honestly, the other one that we haven't mentioned yet that made me the next most uncomfortable after the ball brutally smashing scene is um, just him somehow not killing the main serial killer guy just beating the shit out of his head. See, those in don't the make me as uncomfortable. House. That's just like ridiculous. Uh, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous to it. It's, if you hit him a couple times, it's one thing. But then when you're like, like enraged, cowering, not cowering, just like holding yourself over his body, just Mark. repeatedly beating the shit out of his head. Like the third time he beats him mercilessly. That guy is dead. The th- I mean, he's dead most of these times, but the third time, which is in the weird compound of the cannibals, after he home alones the shit out of the floor, he beats him for like three minutes with a pipe, two of yes. which are on the head directly. That dude's directly. fucking skull would be caved in. Oh my god! There's and and my left. yes, <laughs> I totally agree. We'll get to that in nitpicks or what the movie does wrong. But my my emotional roller coaster for that scene was like, okay, cool, he good, he. John wicked him. He double tapped it. The guy's definitely dead now. Whatever. And then that scene goes on for like twenty more seconds of just him just just <laughs> hitting a bloody mess. <laughs> you keep and it gets scenes. uncomfortable. Like that part actually kind of did. He's freak me out the, a little bit. He's hitting him in the back. Well, and, and because I think they do a good job with all those scenes when he's hitting his head on shit. The combination of the sound effects and the practical effects give it an oomph, and the way it kind of like bounces a little bit off it, that it's like it feels like a re- like he's hitting a head into rocks. And the one thing that that scene does that I don't think any other of these do is that that is also a point of of like heavy emotional weight because that's when he first breaks down. And I think we're all strategically trying to not say the main character's name because I have no idea what it is. But oh, that's I don't the know one the name where of as he's doing it, he kind of stops for a moment and he just asks the so, killer who's unconscious and not dead on the floor, like, why? Why, why did you why? do this to me? Why? Obviously, I don't speak yeah. Korean, right? But the main character, his name is phonetically, at least it's 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 spelled what I would phonetically pronounce as Su Hyun. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm not going to say any names because whatever. Uh, Mark, you keep talking about scenes that disturbed you in order, and you haven't talked. Did you just not get bothered by the Achilles tendon one? Did that not fuck you up? I have grown calloused to the Achilles tendon stuff. I it still is. I don't like it when it happens, and it's still cringy. But it's enough of a horror trope now that just gets done all the time that it's like I'm kind of used to it. But it's so slow and brutal, and there's is, like hard yeah. things in there he has to power through. Oh, God. Yeah, like yeah. the tendon. Oh, <laughs> the, I uh, mean, look, don't get me wrong. I don't like it. I don't want to watch a six-hour YouTube video with that on loop, if that's a thing. I definitely <laughs> don't want that. I'm sure it is, dude. Humans exist. Uh, <laughs> another thing I didn't like was the screwdriver through the cheek. Yeah, you said that one earlier when Mark was back. Yeah, it was cross talks. I had to mention Yeah, it. man, that was a good one. They did a good job. That's the, the one at the very, worked. very end, right? I, yeah, yeah, I feel like that one's impact is dead in a little bit because you know that that's the time he's actually going to kill him. And so. also, they did a poor job then with the sound effects of the guy's voice being totally unchanged after that. You should get a little whistle on it or something to indicate it's different. <laughs> whistle? It would sound For the record, different. I don't think you would whistle if I, you I'm had not a saying you'd whistle, but it would sound... I think talking like this. Yeah, you, you, be just, able to, you just some like, air through it. You can't keep good air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They should have, like, stuck a Dremel in the guy's mouth. Stuck a Dremel in the guy's mouth? 
A dowel, sorry, not a Dremel. <laughs> okay. He should he should just They're similar words. He should just stand in his face off, Jack. I'm s- <laughs> I'm gonna talk like this the rest of the episode just to prove a point. Character work. I'm doing Please character do. work. Jake is doing character work. <laughs> oh, we got there. We finally got him to do it. He gets it now. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. It's character work. Uh, another thing I want to talk about in the movie does right. Look, obviously the violence is effective and and extreme, and they do a good job of it throughout. One thing that I found really compelling about this movie was, despite it being very, very long, and you essentially knowing the plot like 10 minutes in, you're, I was invested in these characters start to finish. Like even you never Do liked... you know the plot 10 minutes in? I'm going to challenge you on that one. You don't know the plot 10 minutes in. This movie goes places that I was not expecting it to go. I, it's a revenge story. I mean, I, I knew the plot, like, as soon as he gets that call and he's at the crime scene, maybe that's not 10 minutes in. I don't know how, how far in that is, but... Early on, you know... When he's like, he's a story. secret agent, and then he's at the crime scene all stone-faced when everyone else is crying. I was like, I know exactly what this is. Well, I'm like, he's going to hunt him down and kill him. I wasn't like, he's going to hunt him down and repeatedly maim him as we go on a series of adventures introducing us to other weird, strange serial killers that apparently well, are just all over South Korea. Sure, yes, I didn't I didn't predict those specific parts of the plot. But what I'm saying is for a movie where the plot was just this guy hunts this other guy, I was invested in the characters kind of throughout, and it's, I think it's also a good thing about the pacing. Like, it doesn't feel as long as it is, for sure. That is one of the hallmarks of Korean movies, because they can be long without feeling as long as they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, before we get too far away from what we were talking about with him repeatedly going after this guy, despite the fact that he would have died, he would have mega died like three times, four times, sure. whatever. Sure. I really mega died. I have to put in this what the movie does right category the repeated dick slapping that he provides to this man. It is, <laughs> it, it it surpasses kind of humorous and just becomes a full on joke that he continuously. Just eradicates this asshole. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like it's just sequence. It's set piece after set piece of him, like mercilessly fucking this guy. The guy doesn't even have a chance in any fight. He just kicks the shit Snaps out of two him of his limbs and then every leaves single a envelope of cash on his chest. I mean, you think that there's gonna be you think that there's gonna be some retribution where there's like he's met his match. Like the guy's now fighting. Like he gets a I don't know some weapon and it's something more of a fair fight. He just fucking kicks his ass every time. <laughs> every single every time. fucking. It's so funny. I loved it. It was great. I mean, it would be it it would be strange if he started winning fights toward the end where every single time he loses a fight he gets he's another more, limb disabled. He's yeah. more and more disabled. Yeah. But still if the fir- in the first fight he's standing there fully bo- fully able with a fucking I don't know what you'd call it, a, a scythe I guess whatever like a I think it's a, a sickle. Crop, I think a scythe knife. I think a scythe is is very it, yeah, long a scythe is long staff a, scythe a sickle is, is handheld. Yes, it is a sickle. Yeah. Fine. It's with standing there with a sickle with a line of sight on the guy he's fighting and he still loses. That's if you sequence. lose that fight you're going to lose all the other fights. That, I don't know pull I mean not necessarily, Mark. Like, he could have just pulled a gun, pulled well, an Indiana okay. Jones, and been like, But if you lose that fight in the way he lost that fight, you have no chance in any future fight. In any future hand-to-hand combat. But yet they still keep happening, and I love it. It's fantastic. Yes. Um, another thing that goes along with that, I think part of those... Part of the reason those are so entertaining is the action is choreographed really, really well. Oh, for the sure. The cuts aren't too quick. It's not like we don't want you to see what's happening. They show you, and the stunt work is really oh. good. Yeah, the stunt work is good. I want to just take a step back and zoom out a little bit because we're this is a sub a, bu- a bullet I had under one of my larger points, which was that on a technical level, this movie is 
close to perfect. Every yeah. scene, every like big set piece they do is executed to perfection. As far as lighting or choreography or even just like the general like location of the practical effects and how the where the camera is placed and totally. the framing of the shots and stuff. I mean, go back and watch the scene in the lighthouse, not in the lighthouse, the, in green the greenhouse. It's the best when one the, in the film. When the lights come on, they do it in a way that like very dramatically lights his entrance and then they hit the 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 sickle hits the cord later so they turn it into a strobe light thing. I mean, yeah, it's 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 honestly like one of the most technically impressive movies I think I've ever seen. Absolutely, and and part of that too is I honestly don't know how they did these effects because in action movies, especially action movies like Tony Jaa movies where they show you broken bones and shit, they'll often do like a heavy action sequence, a lot of a lot of shots, but but they give when they give you this continuous shot, they then zoom in really close for the wrist snapping or the bone snapping so they can show you a fake bone to snap but this one stayed wide when he broke that guy's wrist like that and so you have the stunt people <laughs> they actually the method acting they actually just broke the guy's wrist i i don't know my best guess is the stunt people then extend a prosthetic at some point during the scene that he snaps in half but like i'm that's sure a, that's what it is or it's really good cg i don't know but there's like it's they don't do that typical action movie thing of zooming in on the break when he breaks it it's this like uh, kind of wide-framed action shot, and then he snaps his fucking wrist in that same action shot, like, well, as you can still see the rest of the arm. It's cool. You're talking about the one when he wins in the greenhouse, right? When he's unconscious yeah. at the end? yep. Yeah, so it's a quick cut to him just laying there. My guess is that they actually buried his real arm underneath no, no, no. and then had a prop going above. Uh, sorry, not not the one where he, like, stomps on it. There's one where he oh. does, like, a judo move and breaks it. In he only combat. breaks the rift wrist one time. He breaks one wrist. Uh, no, there's one where he breaks a wrist in combat. I, the dude has you break the wrist, you walk away. <laughs> the dude has one broken wrist, dude. I don't know. And I he stomps on his wrist it. on the rock and then leaves a pile of cash on his chest. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but also, Mark, to your point, there's unreasonably pretty cinematography in this movie. The, like, yeah. After she gets abducted and it's just like a way to extended shot, but not too in not a pejorative way. Like it's not, I don't think it's over long, but it's way longer than I was expecting of just like zooming out on that car in the snow. Oh, the blood trail. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, the first 20 minutes of this movie, I mean, it goes through a whole roller coaster of like settings and backdrops and stuff, but the first 20 minutes of this movie are a case study in what a movie should look like. The attack that you get at the beginning with this like nice, quiet, peaceful, snowy scene like you have, the brutality of the attack set against that weird backdrop, and then you have the murder, the actual murder back at the dude's workshop that has this like super cool scene. I mean, A, it's interesting colors in the background. It's like this weird blue-green everywhere for some reason, and then you have the contrast of the blood on the pavement as it's being washed off, and then it just ends with the scene of yep. the water coming out of the pipe, yep. and then the water all of a sudden turns yep. red. So this is a yep. really, really interesting movie for color, too, which is another yep. thing I hadn't does right. This it's, is one that like deep, dude. flips how we traditionally understand color, because the villain, right, the, the antagonist... He's green and blue. He's green-blue every time he's there, and they're all framed green-blue, and the protagonist, who I guess is isn't a hero. He's not a good guy, right? He lets a woman get raped just to have his revenge. But he's couple times. he's like red yellow in the things. And then the like blood of the victim, whether it's the serial killer's victim or the serial killer himself, kind of br- like eases the two together, like blends the the cool green blue, the the cools. I'm saying cool in a color way. I get it. Uh of the of the the villain with the like fiery red yellows the hot colors of the the protagonist it's well that's wild. why they did that it is wild because he's hot yeah it's yeah. wild 
Uh, I mean, I guess I would be curious to know if they actually did that intentionally. Yeah. I thought that, I mean, I kind of picked up on that and thought they it was did. interesting, but I took it more as just a, they really liked using heavily saturated colors to kind of separate scenes from each other. Can I it be? Because each, each like set piece is its own sort of flavor I, color. I don't know if profile. they, I don't know if they intended to like flip the, what we traditionally understand to be heroic and villainous colors thing, but they did definitely have specific color palettes for specific characters. Well, and sequences. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The, I, regardless, I, it's hard to call him a protagonist. I agree, but the main character is it's hard red. to call him a hero. He, but he's he definitely is, a protagonist. Protagonist, yes, protagonist, not a hero. Yeah, um, he, he's a tragic hero, I suppose. He is red. Like that is intentional. Cannot argue that point. Like that's his color. It happens throughout the movie. There's no way that's like, cert, like just whatever happenstance. They did that for a reason. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, too color cool. in this movie. It's movie's too intentional. Insane. Yeah. It's it's beautiful, man. It's fucking fantastic. And what doesn't look what doesn't look good in this movie? Technically, this is I agree. Almost perfect. Yeah. Also, I mean, just from a sound perspective, the the sound is unreasonably good. It's why it's part of why it's all it's reasonable, so Jack. Unreasonable. It's all reasonable. I tried to reason with it. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't, man. I was screaming <laughs> at my TV. My wife told me shut the fuck up. Look less good, goddammit. <laughs> um I, I like the sound. Sound less good. A lot. They use sound in another really interesting way where they have that really, really evocative theme for when his fiance dies that they bring back during his like more contemplative moments that they then interject with his whatever passion of I'm just going to fucking kill this guy. Like the way the music progresses is it's like his the the theme of his fiance dying is being attacked by the more aggressive music sure. where he just slaughters people it's so cool the rage of hall yeah, yeah. i'm addicted to rage of hall <laughs> what he's on dude right. we've been we've been raving about this thing for a while should we move on boys I got one more thing. Uh, dude, Young hun Lee is a fucking dreamboat. Oh, oh, <laughs> holy shit, Jake, would you please read my first note? <laughs> it says, so he, I like how it's, he is capitalized, because you're, you're, I mean, I'm just taking there's a lot of man there, so he. Oh, yeah. Yon, which is that character, is a fucking dreamboat. <laughs> <laughs> he really is, It though. actually I mean, says that he is, is dreamy. an attractive dude. It just said, man, Jake lied. My note says he's dreamy. But holy shit, that guy is so fucking hot. Um, he's got that angular I also, face that you like. I was going to make that as like a passing note or whatever, and then I would keep coming back to this. The scene, when is it the scene in the greenhouse? I'm pretty sure it is. They zoom in on his face, super tight and close, and he can somehow make his, like, the muscle below his eye twitch. Yeah, apparently on command. Yeah, and that's a fucking impressive skill. Oh man, that <laughs> Mark, dude, the way the, Mark, the Mark, dramatic Mark, 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 you have what? to work out the muscle below your eye to be able to twitch it. On yeah, Mark, if you're like not that. doing that, I don't know what you're even doing at the gym. You got to do eye lifts, dude. You know, <laughs> this is this is why he's a professional actor. This is why he's Billy Rocks, and I'm not. Okay, basically, yeah. Uh, shout out to the main dude. He's a, I mean, he does good work, man. That guy, it is literally my first note. That guy is dreamy. <laughs> Passes to the man. <laughs> and boom goes the dynamite. Oh my God. I have nothing in middle for this movie. Nothing. The only thing Give I had was, I think the exposition is a little bit rough at the beginning. I, I don't, it's not a problem. It's not like a systemic problem throughout the movie. This isn't a movie that relies on exposition. But after his fiance dies, 
there is a lot of stuff where like he's sitting down with his father-in-law and they're on a park bench. It's like you're his future father-in-law. I'm sure you know, but he's like, I was a police detective for 30 years. And let me tell you some other things about myself and my daughter that you definitely already know. And it's like, are you building something that I should give a shit about when he's like, don't smoke? Right. Like, like, I don't care. Smoke. Fuck. Your daughter died. I imagine like if I was sitting on a snowy park bench with my father-in-law and he's like, you know, I was, uh. I was a merchant banker in Hong Kong, and then I owned a farm, and then I moved to Idaho. And I was like, yeah, I know, right? We, we've known each other for like <laughs> 10 years now. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> what, totally. what are you getting at here? Oh, my God. Oh, my when God. When A to Z horror inv- inevitably makes a movie, we'll include a scene like that where someone exposits and someone else is just like, yeah. Yeah, I know. we've been friends for 15 years. What are you talking about? This is the conversation <laughs> we've been having for a long time, dude. <laughs> yeah, so that's the only thing I had in Dust Middle. Uh, I think there's a few things to note here. The first of which is that this is an ultra-violent movie, which is going to turn some people off, but in a way, it justifies the extreme violence by kind of making everyone, except for the innocent victims that only appear in the first half of the movie, uh, sort of guilty in their own way. So when people are getting, like, there's a, the dude who's getting his balls smashed, as uncomfortable as it may be, is also a serial pedophile and serial killer. Yes. We should note suspected, right? The guy's handling no, the police No, I think they, they had a scene of an exposition where he had admitted to killing some people. Oh, okay. Afterwards. After oh, afterwards. Smashed. Right. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. But I just did, I, I did kind of note that even though it is an exceptionally brutal movie, they sort of weirdly go out of their way to make sure that it's like still kosher violence. Um, I, I don't know. Totally kosher. You're right. <laughs> okay. What else? You got justified. I suppose. Uh, karmically justified is what I'll call it. Like Raylan Givens. It was justified. Uh, the next, the other one I had here was that like, I can't tell if this movie's trying to be serious at times particularly in the scene in the doctor's office after he gets let go for the second time, first time, whatever. Uh, he drops the... I mean, he he's sitting there. The doctor is thinking that he got his injury playing soccer. The guy's clearly, like, not of soccer playing age. Okay. And... I, I had this. this, I, had this I had this t- t- towing the line between nitpick and does wrong, this exact scene. Not I just uh, the thing I don't understand if this was supposed to be funny or not. His his doctor. <laughs> yes, it was Mark. Yes. Okay. That's it a, was. It if was that's the case, then funny. I don't know why you're injecting funny scenes or See, attempting to be okay. funny scenes into the middle I, of a like. I, this is this is immediately prior to him raping a woman. I'll like, tell you like, why the they did this. I'll tell you why they did this. So that even if you're never intellectually on board with this character, you do still you are still interested when he's the only person on screen and and you're following him running away from the protagonist. You are still kind of invested because you have the scene where he did something kind of funny. It's to give him personality. Right. He's it's other than just despicable. I don't want to see you. Exactly. He's not, he's not only a monster, right? He's a monster that has these personable traits. I'm not saying he's not a monster, but he's not personable. He's just an asshole the whole time. Yeah. He's a dickhead. But that, seems, but that seems kind of relatably a dickhead. He's a raping, right. killing monster, or he's a dick. Right. <laughs> like, yes. I guess you can... It's, yeah. it's beyond... He's not just a monster. That's what I'm saying. Sure. He is uh, He's always okay. a monster. He's also an asshole. Yes. I, I had hospital endeavors for this guy in nitpicks. I, I had this... Yeah, I had this nitpick, too. But since we're, since we're here, the actor is currently 57. I guess that makes him, what, 48? 
in this. The doctor says, you're young, it'll heal fast, the believes whole... he's a soccer player, Whoa. and then the guy says, fuck off, old man. The guy I... talks about age a lot, and he looks so old throughout that I thought that was part of the humor that they were going for there. Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's I, weird. I also, I just, I'm just picturing a 48-year-old man saying, fuck off, old man. Like, us youngs. I mean, that guy looked a lot older than this. that guy. Jack, I don't like this precedent because in... 18 years, I'm going to be saying fuck off old man unironically still, I hope. Man, I hope not. Whoa. <laughs> 18 years? Oh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go down any I path. the wrong week I, to stop drinking. I don't want to go down any path that that leads to. He does He does drop a line in that scene that I, I is objectively kind of bad, but I love it where he's just like, I'll rip your mouth off. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a stupid. It's a stupid there, line, but I think it's I think funny. I think middle is an okay potting place for some of the weirdly injected humor scenes, like bumbling assholes that are freaking out when they discover his fiance's corpse head that just dump her head on the ground, and that's how he discovers it is a weirdly slapsticky moment. And, and that whole scene I have in nitpicks as well. Whether know, or not it's, it's like, nitpicks with yeah. the movie or with the. Korean police department because they just what the forensic protocol is apparently you find a head put it in a cardboard box well freak out the the forensic protocol is like you find something that looks like a head but you can only see the back of it but there's clearly hair coming out of it wait for it to slowly turn around no 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 then announce poke it poke Poke it with a stick (laughs) poke Poke it with a stick okay we gotta go to wrong yeah we gotta we gotta get poke it with a stick thing it does wrong prime for me is for as brutally realistic as some of the violence is the guy should be dead so fucking many times over he died i mean six at times le- at a in this bare movie. minimum i i was trying i started what counting. is the what is the first thing that happens that would have definitely killed him head on rock in greenhouse it's uh, from about a foot okay. and a half yeah. up the guy's full weight down, head on a rock. It probably would have killed him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if not, that's a coma for like a month and a half. Yeah, he was very injured. He's yeah. not waking up in 30 minutes. And or then You don't know it wasn't a coma for a month and a half. Actually, I guess you do because he swallowed the capsule. Never mind. And then he snaps his wrist. And he uses that wrist throughout the rest. Like, he has a sling on it at one point. But the guy uses his wrist throughout the rest of the movie. It's like... If, it's also... It's the same thing with the Achilles tendon. He slices his Achilles tendon all the way. And that guy did not get proper treatment for it, and then it's, it's all well, he gave him was a limp. I don't know. The woman he and raped, yeah, he's, he's, like, lim- he's kind of limping like a Because I need you to dress this wound I'm about to create. Yeah, so he, they dress the wound. She gets so fucked. I hate it. All all the female characters. Oh, my God. So, it's terrible. She gets raped, and then he's like, wait, I need you to also dress this asshole's wound. She yep. should have killed him. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm getting angry. Well, that's, that's leading me to the next thing this movie does wrong, unless we want to talk about more about how much this guy gets fucked up. I mean, that's, that's a- what it does right. No, I mean, he definitely should have died many times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the time prime was in the cannibals compound home alone things. Pipe and then, so and pulverizing then his noggin and into then he's dust. just fine. He's just he, fine. That was a basic pass out. Yeah. He passed out like I pass out like almost every night. <laughs> he just wakes up, stretches. Just had a quick nap. Yeah. 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 Neck hurts a little bit because you're getting older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I think is funny about it too is the movie plays it off every time that it happens they give it a moment to breathe because you think that's it that's the end that's that was him dying now the movie is going to be over and then there's like oh surprise twist he's still alive doing shit <laughs> it's it's weird it's it's own thing yeah 
So so yeah. that's that's one thing. But Jake, you gave me a good transition into the next thing that this movie did wrong. Prime for me. <clears throat> thing prime number two. Yes, exactly. Okay. I think that's that's still prime somehow. Okay. Uh, which is the protagonist's personality. Okay. Varies wildly and infuriatingly and critically to the plot. So at the start of this movie, or or like what, a third in, he's happy to let this fucking demented serial killer start to rape a woman so he can have a scary entrance. He doesn't give a shit because he's so hell-bent on revenge. Yep. Then later in the movie, he's going to get tricked by this serial killer because he's worried that the serial killer hurt a shop attendant. And he has to go tend to that guy's wounds. Yeah, I mean two... the guy's wound was getting stabbed in the carotid artery. Still, yeah, that guy probably died. This this dude has proven he does not give a shit about other people dying. Well, correct. He kind of okay. I I don't know if I totally agree with this. He gives a shit, but insofar as he doesn't have his headphones in all the time, like they do go out of their way on the second attack when he's in the doctor's office. That as soon as he puts his earbud in and he hears the like instructions that the man is giving to the nurse, he immediately takes it out and goes inside to, to stop it from happening. It's not like he's like dilly dallying or like listening to it for a minute. Yeah. To make sure. He's like, he goes immediately when he arrives at the greenhouse, he goes in immediately. It's just like, there's like a couple can really bad at showing up yeah. two minutes late. But then yeah. those two things are incongruous. I either need a guy who's so stone cold that I'm willing to let a serial killer go so I can keep fucking with him. Or a guy who's willing to rush in to stop a serial killer from hurting people. You cannot have both, and they try to make him both. And I see why they're doing it, so this guy can remain even a little bit likable. But they do both, and it doesn't work well. And that It put me in a weird headspace, because I feel like they were asking for me to be like, please don't actually rape this young girl. Please don't actually do the deed. And then he like doesn't quite get there. He enters. Apparently. Uh, they try and set him that. up as a hero repeatedly, and they the the way they set him up is by having him show up at the last possible moment before yeah. shit hits the fan. But the he does that because of his own sense of timing, and not because of like what the world is, which is what's problematic. Yeah, agreed. That's I don't want to dive deeper into this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a weird thing that it makes your brain do. Yeah, I don't. So appreciate I don't it. care for that. I don't yeah. think it's a consistent character. I don't. I the character thing is beyond. I don't even. And I see why I see that. why they did it, but. Uh, I w- yeah, I mean, at least for these first two, it's interesting. This is what the movie does wrong from a realism standpoint, but I would argue it's what the movie. It, I would you could still couch these into what the movie does right from a I, like how watchable the movie is. Yeah, I, I like, guess both of these things are in service of making a good watchable movie for, and, and successful at at having a brutal like revenge focused protagonist who I can still root for a little bit into the film. So I see what you're saying, Mark. It does make sense. Yeah, and even even insofar as like the main killer, he gets his ass kicked once, and you're like, okay, fine, he's his debt has been paid for the first victim. Keep giving him victims, keep making him the bad guy. We have the same setup three or four times throughout this movie. He's the bad guy throughout, and you don't ever try, you don't ever feel pity for the guy because he's just an insufferable asshole every time he's given any amount of freedom. Oh yeah, you never feel pity for him. Yeah. But I think you might start to if he just like went back to living his normal life without, you know, raping women. But he or... can't. Exactly. Because that's my point. In, in this... this movie, he can't because that's what his character is. But if in an alternate reality where you made a two and a half hour long movie where this guy was just repeatedly kidnapped, beat to shit, right. maimed, and then let go, right. 
where, where, after the third or fourth time, you might be like, okay, can we just can we just end this yeah. now, please? And from a realism standpoint, like the serial killer and serial rapist would probably take a couple of days off to heal up. <laughs> yeah, this dude's just right back in it. The only people you see in this movie, which are delivered because they're who he's mingling with, are all the most yeah. fucked up people this ever. This dude's like, I just have the worst concussion of my life. My wrist is snapped and I'm trying to get a ride home. I better sever these people's arteries and then try to rape the nurse that helps me from that. Like, it's wild. Yeah, okay. So this is this is getting me to my next point, Evil which is, sleep. is it legitimately possible to throw a rock in, in this version of South Korea and not hit a serial killer? No. Like, why is everyone a fucking killer in this movie? This is a the, nitpick. The random me, people but... he stumbles into on the side of the road that drive a cab have apparently been conspiring to kill random people? What the fuck? Uh, I don't. I, okay, Mark. I do think this is a nitpick, so I think you should hold it in abeyance. I don't know what else we have. It's not a nitpick. Well, I mean, are you re- are we ready to blow the whistle? I think we're getting awfully gray. I don't have the whistle anymore. You guys have to own well, this. Jake's power taking now. it away. I'm, from I'm me. doing Jake's it. Do you not want to do it me. yet? Do you have a lot more to say and what's definitively wrong, Jack? No. Well, nice. You're better at it than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go. Okay, so I'll reiterate my point here, which is that there's a preposterous amount of coincidence in this movie where they just have, I mean, the cannibal is apparently an old friend and they just had, they met in like the serial killer support group back in high school or something like that. Oh, but, like the, the fucking cab drivers God. are a weird they were addition. Like, they were like, I think the, an, they were like anarchists. They were in like some weird anarchist group. Yeah. I, I, okay, so I think the, the cab drivers are supposed to just be... They're thugs. They're, they're, they're just, just thugs. like border... They're like day-to-day robbers, right? Yeah, they're they like your average... the cab driver and put them in the trunk. Garden variety robbers. Yeah. yeah, they're not they're not serial killers. Oh, you think the cab driver was in the trunk? Yes, that's, that's who it was. I think that's expressly that was, said. That was the implication. I don't even when think it was an said? implication. I think it's, it's not said. I don't. It's not said. It's just that there were two guys they who stole were there the to cab rob him, to rob and then there was a body in the trunk. It was a fucking cab driver. I see. I get you. Okay, I did not piece that together in my brain. Okay. Um. Yeah. But still, still weird. Though. But his cannibal friend is bizarre, and that guy's whole life is weird. Where did he find just a seemingly normal woman to be his girlfriend while he eats human meat next to her every night? What I know. I like that she's expressly not a cannibal. She's eating something like not human flesh. She, I mean, maybe that's the... why they put him on like a rich person's compound. She was like, "I'm here for the money, obviously." <laughs> She's just I'm like, dealing with this. Kind of there. Yeah, but she did try to attack, and she got dick slapped, too. She sure did. Yeah. I <laughs> she like got, it. like, two... <laughs> she got, like... You know, dick slap might not be the best verb to use. <laughs> dick slaps everybody, whatever. She, she Yeah, no, she she got the most realistically attacked I mean, he, this he hits her twice. He doesn't, like... He's worried about her till she hits him, and then he's like, boom, boom, like a normal person. You get hit twice in the head you from get a dropped. fist. You get You're dropped. done. You're out. You're cold. <laughs> she got hit right in the button, Yeah, she was done. Yeah. <laughs> but it was weird. She was defensive of it. She wanted that money. I don't know. Man, why is this man on a compound? a lot of money. He has a whole hmm. compound. He dick slaps so many people in this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 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 go back to the uh, let's, let's go back to the start of the movie here because I'm reading through my notes and they are they're chronological. Oh my god! She should turn off her fucking windshield wipers. They're making that True. screeching sound because there's no snow, there's no water on her windshield. If you're scared, if you're in a situation, you might not think to. There's been so many situations where I'm like, fuck, I need to turn Dude, these off. Dude, she's been sitting there waiting for the tow truck to arrive for a while. She she should have turned them off either before he got there or the it's not a I'm not, Yeah, I'm not the in the yes. 45 seconds between like him coming up to her car and then killing her. I'm not saying she should turn them off then. Got it. They should have already been off. 
Okay, fair. I do like it as a sound effect, though. It it's is a clever great. thing to it's, throw into a scene. It's really obvious. Well, it's the only sound that they have, so it's I, it's fair for a reason. Yeah. I, it's fine. My it's next one is in the body-finding scene, so if we want to move there, we can move there. <laughs> yes, let's let's talk about the body-finding scene. All right, scene. Mark, you wanted to talk about them poking the head. With a stick. I just think it's phenomenal that these two professional, ostensibly, investigators are wading through a river looking for a dead body that they've already found, like, pieces of... There's a rock that has hair on it floating, like rocks do, <laughs> and they're like, what could that possibly be? So they poke it with a fucking stick. Wait. It turns around. Oh, wouldn't you know it? It's a head. Wait for it to turn <laughs> over. <laughs> but better scream and like hold it up and then throw it on the ground. Yeah, you'd think that they would be professional. But they, they scream, they not. hold it up, and then to get it back to the forensic van, they just <laughs> shove it in a cardboard box. I mean, they're just trying to get it out of there. That's not the part that bothers me. It's open. That they, it's the flaps. It's flapping all over the goddamn They're place. running through a line of paparazzi Jack, with an open cardboard Jack, box. Jack, what's in the box, man? This movie, the, mirrors, this movie mirrors seven too, a little too much, man. <laughs> the head in the box, the she was pregnant and whatever. It, it's just the serial killer admitting that. Uh, it is very seven. That's like, a nitpick. Correct. That's a nitpick right there. Or a neat pick. Ah, I, I don't know. I don't think you need two of those. <laughs> I think it's a nitpick. It might just be a not pick. Mm, no. Oh, took me okay. a while to vocalize. I have a question. That. I I have a question. Is the puffy jacket a weird choice? I think the puffy jacket's a weird I choice. I think that might be a cultural thing. Who's it didn't seem jacket? badass to me personally. Who's puffy jacket? But Who's I just jacket? picture our friends who used to go by a nickname. That's a type of food that we no longer use. That nickname for that person. What puffy jacket? He wears like a. He wears a puffy jacket. A the main dude puffy wears a puffy jacket. He wears for like most of the movies. I don't know. I think down. I, I like down jackets. They're sick. They're down jackets. They're not puffy. Stop calling them puffy. One of the ones he wears. This is a puffy. One of them I is hate a puffy. This was made in 2010. It was a puffy. I hate puffy. Do you hate the expression or do you hate puffy jackets? No, I wear Wait, down do you jackets hate, all the time. Do you hate P. Diddy? I wear down jackets all the time. Okay, but I've seen your down jackets and they aren't puffy like this they one are is. They are puffy, but they're not puffies. This one's aggressively puffy, and it no, has Oh, it's not that. It's not. Don't then you absolutely cannot hate the objectively correct expression to describe those jackets. No, I just don't like calling you can them just puffies. hate how you feel in them because you're an insecure man. No, I like how I feel in them. I don't like the name puffies. It's a weird because thing. it makes you feel insecure. No, it sounds like a snack food or something. It's like a <laughs> Cheeto puffed. It's stupid. Just call it a down jacket. Call it what it is. Okay, well, he wears a down jacket, Thank and you. I agree with Mark. It's not particular. He does wear a couple of really badass coats, like a couple of to, slickers yeah, with a Yeah, to clarify, cool this dude has a coat for every time he's out hunting. Yeah. The serial- he changes wardrobe more than J-Lo. And like, some of them are really dude- fucking badass, and some of them are really puffy, quasi-North Face coats. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not contain down. Yeah. I'm sure they're down. I'm sure they're down. Okay. I'm sure it's I didn't down. realize this was a trigger for Jake. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't either. This is, this is good information. We're delving to have into for some new territory. In here. fairness, are you surprised that this is a trigger for me? Are you all surprised? No. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I actually didn't have all that many others to talk about. I got some more. This, this might end okay. up being going a neat pick, but I think it's very strange when the antagonist like is regrouping for like okay now it's time to get serious and he like shaves and he gets it all handsome and he slicks back his hair and then he starts to play the guitar i'm signing up douchebag is that house of the rising sun is he starting to play house of the rising sun i don't What's think he playing? so i think he's just playing guitar 
it's very reminiscent of House of the Rising Sun. It was interesting, though, that he's sitting down. That's like one of the more humanizing moments they try to introduce for him. Yeah. Well, he plays guitar, you know, whatever. Uh, how did he hear I him? actually loved that scene. How did he hear his I... name in the greenhouse? That whisper on the wind yeah. while he was raping this young girl. He's yeah. look. He's a superhuman. He's impossible to kill, and he has bat-like hearing. That he, that's got to be the explanation. And he has a digestive system he can control at will. That whole sequence. No, I, no, no, no. I thought about he bring, takes a, he takes a pile of drugs immediately prior to that. Sequence. I'm saying the fact that he had shatted out already. This dude has had the shit beat out of him like five times. And he's eaten nothing, and only <laughs> like literally, he's had the shit beat I out mean, of him. I mean, he yeah. sh- he should have probably lost <laughs> control of his sphincter at least once. Con- he's consumed only soju in like days. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> in, in fairness, we don't know. It hasn't already come out and gone back in. So he shattered it out and swallowed floor. it. Yeah. Well, and then Mark, and then our hero picks it up and throws it back in there. That's a that's, that's a no. I, don't I cut that out because it was I too gross. almost elevated the whole scene to does wrong, but where the cops come to this compound and his secret agent friend is able to whisk the primary suspect and the other primary suspect away to a secret ward of the hospital, and then they end up right next to each other in hospital beds, and then that same trusted friend talks to him openly right next to the serial kid. No, fuck it. It's out of it's out of nitpick station. Reverse the whistle. This is what it does wrong. Now that I'm saying it, that just does wrong. How did this exist? That does These wrong. These people do not exist in the hospital without them knowing what's going on because they knew that he was tracking down people prior to this happening. Well, and they ask about He's him. He's a secret agent. They knew what was happening. They Man. were telling him to stop doing it. <laughs> and then the guy's laying in a hospital bed. Arrest him then. I think, I think they brought him to a different hospital. I think the implication is that the the his, his secret agent friend brought the antagonist and the protagonist to a different secret hospital. Yeah, I don't think this is a hospital. I think they're, like, extraordinarily rendering the guy momentarily. Well, then don't put them in... Don't have the secret agent in a bed... Ten feet away, separated by a it, curtain. It is it's a, a strange combo of things. It is a it's weird sequence because then he wakes up and he's like in a tr- underneath a train, like a tunnel. And oh, that's the only way he knows to take the laxatives. Is he overhears him talking about it? Like at that least whole put him in a five-minute sequence is bizarre. Yeah, I'm elevating that to does wrong. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't have any qualms with that. Um, I yeah, I we talked about the age stuff. We talked about the age stuff. <laughs> age stuff, dude. Nice. <laughs> I have t- I have two quick neat picks to interject with. Yeah, get something positive uh, in here. The first of which is that I think it might be kind of a subtle and funny joke that this dude who's on the road, the serial, the the killer who's on the road, who's constantly running into randomly other crooks and serial killers, almost gets picked up by a convoy of South Korean military police or whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that, a, is that supposed to be played as, as a joke? Oh, I mean, it's obviously supposed sure. to be a joke, but is it supposed to be like social commentary about the status of Korean military members? I don't know. I was thinking like, that might that... have been stuff I picked up from reading about the uh, the host. <laughs> what would that commentary be? Uh, they're inept. Is that the commentary? Not that, no, 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 no. Not that they're inept, that they're killers. If in So far in the movie, the only people that this guy has run into has also been other serial killers and he sh- now he goes up and you're expecting him to kill him and then it's a convoy of military trainees or whatever but and the, i just thought it was well, they're the only ones who like he doesn't interact point. with because he stays like i don't know the, the host has clear themes that the korean military is kind of inept in the korean government but well and this doesn't really i don't feel like this does anything about ineptitude as much as it just like 
kind of this random funny joke in the middle of the we've already kind of touched but, on but also, injects humor into the reason scenes, i'm getting but, to ineptitude there is because of how covered he and the car are in blood at that and point. they're like, like how fucked up his, he is he just continues long yeah what do you think his car stalled yeah, i think no I, I think it's demolished and covered in blood yeah i think the joke there is that he's like oh i'm not gonna fuck with these people obviously but then yeah you're right i mean they'd be like uh excuse me we need to get to the bottom of all this blood yeah we've yeah. really got to get it to a training we're gonna leave you here. Have a nice day. <laughs> There's an o- we're in the middle of military games, okay? There's an um, OJ moment in this movie. OJ, OJ Simpson, a Bronco, okay, Bronco. I didn't see a Bronco. There's no Bronco. If the, gl- the is it about a glove not fitting? It is about a glove that fits. It's it's a reverse OJ. It's a classic reverse OJ situation. Okay. He that better not be the name of this movie <laughs> or the the name of this episode. Well, we'll see. If we do a reverse okay. anything, it's usually the name. Um. It's easy to hear when I edit, Mark. Um, the, when he, after he grabs the scalpel and then grabs a whole like roll of gauze and bandages up his hand, he then fits his tight leather glove perfectly back on his hand over the bandage. As anyone who knows anything about OJ should know, if you got an underglove on, you can't fit a second glove on top of that. You have to acquit in that situation. So what you're saying is that he ultimately would have gotten off on all of these crimes. No, he wouldn't have. If he was in that courtroom, he's got an inch and a half of gauze over his hand and somehow still makes a skin-tight leather glove check, fit on his check, hand check, perfectly. Check, check, check. If he's in that courtroom, they're going to give him the extra thick gauze, and then it's not going to work. His gauze was extra thick. And if the glove does quit, uh, fit, you have to quit prosecuting him. So I, you know what? I guess he does get off. The rhyme checks out. Yeah. He, he gets off. Never mind. It's a neat pick. <laughs> <laughs> if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. And if the glove does fit, you must quit prosecuting. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Heads I win, tails you lose. Yeah, yeah. I think the, uh, the, uh, the my famous last learned hand said that. My last, my last neat pick was that the scene where the the cannibal guy, who actually is randomly a great like tertiary character in this movie uh the scene where he tries and pull the meat thermometer out of his hand and the top pops off and it doesn't actually pull out of his hand yeah legitimately hilarious i fucking love that scene <laughs> yeah it is that funny. is great physical comedy yeah i mean that yes good point knee pick that might have been see earlier right. conversation regarding why the hell there is so much humor injected into these scenes of absolutely brutal violence every scene with the the cannibal friend is humorous <laughs> It's such a, he he's is such a bit a of a humorous fella, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's so weird. He's like, oh, you just try a little bit of it. You'll be aside from the women it. he has chained up in his closet, he's a very humorous fella. Yeah. Uh, that's as humorous as this movie can get, dude. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's dark. Dark humor. You wouldn't get it. Should we go to ratings? Yes. Question mark? Secret Asian man. Secret We, over at Z Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Cheaty would rate his understanding of the I in Jeremy Baramy. This broke me. Uh, the dot over the I. That broke me. I'm... I'm done. And for 10, think about Chris Barron would rate you calling him baby or telling him maybe. If you want to call me baby, just go ahead. Story's the first category to rate these movies. Uh, Mark, your pick, your story rating. It sure is. I 
this is an interesting one because of how far, like, I feel like the story is pretty good, but it also differs from reality enough that it's hard to rate it. I gave it a six and a half because I wasn't totally sure where I wanted to come down on it. I think it's a little bit loose. And, but in general, I think it's, it's good. I don't, I don't have much else to add here. It's a nice captivating story, but it shouldn't take two and a half hours long to, to tell. Fair enough, Jake. Two and a half hours long to tell. <laughs> uh, I gave, I gave it a seven, largely the same reason. I think the thing that brought me out most from the story is that somehow miraculously, I guess the thread that you would put together is that this guy who is a serial killer is going to interact with other bad people but everyone in this movie is bad people and that's a little bit weird from a realism standpoint that and that it's long seven yeah i gave it a five i i had the problems you had with it jake i also had the problems of this guy just can't be alive like if you if you're going for a violence violence realism thing which you are you then can't go for a this guy is the fucking terminator and just keeps coming back you're going for graphic and extreme yeah which this, works better if I'm not it, – it doesn't feel as impactful if I know it's not going to kill him. Like, the reason that gore is intense is because I think it has an effect. So, I gave it a five. It's good, but it has its problems. It's going to take us into effects. Nope. It's going to take us into world building or immersion. Mark, what's your world building and immersion score? I give this a six and a half, and I feel like that might be a bit low, but I think the thing I'm penalizing it here for is the realism. For most of the movie, like – you're intrigued by it. You're watching what's happening. You're definitely paying attention, but also most of the time you're taken aback by like, wait a minute, why is he able to use his hand? Why is he able to walk? Why is his head not dust? Mark, we did a flippy floppy maneuver here is what we did. I see. Yeah. Okay, well. Jake, what's your score? Uh, I gave it a seven. Yeah. Pretty much same reason. Yeah, I gave it an eight. Um, I uh, I was engrossed in this world. I thought they, they portrayed... Uh, I think this is Seoul and and its various neighborhoods it's in a wherever. way that was really interesting to me. Both these rural areas, these really shitty areas, these really bright downtown areas. Like they really did build a world that these people live in. I thought that was really interesting. And for a two and a half hour movie, I was kind of engrossed from start to finish, and that almost never happens. So it's a high score for me. I was I fucking the length. into this I movie. I felt the length a little bit. Yeah, it's a valid point. It's a valid point to point out that you are you were invested in this movie for the entire runtime, which is hard I to accomplish even for 90 minute movies. I don't think I've ever watched a movie over two hours long and not brought up the length in what it does wrong. Generally speaking, Korean cinema is one that you can give like an extra, I'm not even joking, 30 minutes to and not have it affect you at all. Yeah. So. And that is a crazy thing. Fan fucking tastic, yeah. Uh, which is going to take us into scare factor. Mark, what is your scare factor score? I gave it a five. I think I'm on record as saying that gore slash violence doesn't particularly weigh in heavily into my scare factor setting. So if if you remove that aspect from this movie, there's not all that much here to talk about. That said, when we were done, uh, my wife turned to me and said that is one of the most disturbing horror movies I've ever seen, <laughs> which kind of caught me off guard. I, I thought that it was one of those times where I was like, oh, this was a total misfire. She didn't like it at all. And then she was like, holy shit, that movie, that was incredible. What the fuck just happened? So I think I'm giving it extra points here. I do intellectually understand that this is going to disturb people. There is stuff in this movie that's going to stick with you and potentially be very traumatizing if you were to see this too young. So this could be <laughs> very young. high if you were seeing it at the wrong if time. If you see it in your before life, you're 24 years old. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. 
<laughs> this is but, not a movie uh, for not adults at all. Be yeah, adult, exactly. Please. So that's that's where I'm landing with this rating. I gave it a five. Jake, what is your scare factor score? I uh, I gave it a seven and a half. This movie disturbed the shit out of me, and I yeah. really felt uncomfortable. I, d- for I don't the understand Mark's gore thing. It doesn't. I it can't. I, I get I, that it doesn't bother you. I don't understand why it doesn't bother you. I was very bothered. <laughs> because by I'm most, a sociopath. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was very bothered by almost all of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Look, I, I, I think I, one, couldn't look at all of it, which isn't something that happens a whole lot. Yep. But also, they this isn't a movie that's wholly reliant upon the gore, right? This isn't just torture porn. This yeah. is a director who also understands other kind of scares. And I think there's three or four jump scares that are fantastic throughout this. Stop touching your nipples, please. There are three or four jump scares throughout this that are just great. I think uh, at the very beginning, right, the jump scare in the car in the snow is fantastic. Uh, stop laughing and engage with me here. I'm trying. That jump scare is really good. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional and power through. I'm sorry, the avalanche have gotten up to eight goals halfway through a game, <laughs> and I am just so happy. Okay, continue. I, I, I think that the jump chest. scare. Of emotion. There's yeah, a really I'm good so, jump I'm scare. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> okay, continue. The start of the movie. There's really good jump scares in the action scenes. Like this is a director who's not dependent on the torture porn to make good scares. So it's higher than just. Like, really gruesome gore would be. It's a step above that, and I'm giving it a seven. It's intellectual as yeah. shit, Jack. That's where... No, I mean, jump scares aren't intellectual. Fuck you. You're not listening to a word I'm saying. I'm listening to everything. Touch your nipples again. The I hate you. The eagles. Mark, what is your effects or judicial lack thereof score? I'm over this. <laughs> I give... I gave it a nine. Like I said earlier, I think this is close to a technically perfect movie. They don't really swing for the fences, but they also have a few set pieces that are pretty impressive. So that's where I landed. The I'm not really knocking them any points for doing anything wrong. I'm knocking them points just for not being like absolutely overwhelmingly incredible, groundbreaking effects. Yep. Jake. Yeah, no shit. I'm sorry, dude. The Abs have scored like six goals in the last three minutes. It's insane. It's insane. I'm going crazy. You're touching your nipples so much. I I full on tuned out of the last two minutes of this game because I keep getting things like Abs goal, Abs goal, Abs goal. No, you tuned out the last two minutes of the podcast for the game. Yes. You're not even saying the right words. Whatever. I'm tuned out. What did Mark give it? A nine. I give it a nine. What was his reasoning? No. Just his reasoning was guess no. It. Guess. No, what was your reasoning, dude? <laughs> Jesus Bring Christ. me back in. You was that I said it was blame close me to... for getting affected by goals that are scored in Av's game when it's coming on my phone. What is it? I 100% can't blame you for <laughs> no, that. No, I, that, it, that it cannot be. I, my notes are on my phone, and I'm getting push notifications, and I'm not turning those off, so don't suggest I should turn them off because it's not going to happen. <laughs> turn on sleep no. mode. Turn no, on. no, 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 no. Stop Do it. not disturb mode. No, stop it. What did you say? Just change your fandom to the coyotes. What did, and then you'll what did you say? There's, a, there's a reason for this. What is it? My re- my reasoning was that earlier in the show, I talked about that I think this is close to technically perfect, and the only reason I'm not giving it a higher score is because of the degree of difficulty, essentially. Because you think it's low. I mean, it's a nine. I, I, don't, I just don't think they really swung for the fences. They didn't it's hit a grand slam as far as what they're like. they were trying to do. They, everything they do, they executed competently okay. Okay. and okay. the movie itself looks beautiful I got and you. is well executed. Okay, thanks for rehashing that for me. I know I've been a chore for the last five minutes. Yes, five minutes. You throw it to me again. <laughs> no, just come it's in. It's only been five minutes. You just come in. It's only been five minutes. You just come in. I gave it a ten. 
I think this is as good as the Bex get. I, 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 from, from, I've actually, I was waffling on whether I could do this, but what we've talked about in the episode and the validation I'm getting from you strengthens me. What you have from a technical standpoint is genius. You, the colors are amazing. There is very clear care given there that the sound is preposterously good. Everything this movie is from an effects and technical standpoint is all I can ask for out of a movie. And it does that, and I don't want anything more than what it did. Look, it's a 10. It's this, a fair rating. Yeah. Uh, between me saying unreasonable and Jake saying preposterous, this is a movie that cannot be believed on any level. <laughs> <laughs> You're unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I gave it a nine. I agree with both of you a whole lot. I for me that extra point comes from some level of innovation or doing something without a budget. You know, it's just for me this kind of technical perfection is just it's a point it's shy of absolute perfection mm. in a movie. You need to be mm. pushing the boundary mm. in some way to get that ten mm. from me mm. in that rating. So I'm giving it a nine, but I can't disagree with anything either. You guys have said to see is- a movie that affects you as much as it does from. Basically, it has to come from this category. I think that's what pushed me over the edge. It affected me deeply. Yeah. And it that I'm is not, because of the effects. I'm not arguing your score. It affected me deeply because of the effects. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is going to take us into overall, Mark. Uh, I gave it a seven, which I am basically only penalizing it because of sort of the... How hard it is to watch this movie? Yeah. If you were to tell me right now, like, hey, Mark, you need to watch this again in a week, I'd be Hell like, nope. oh, cool, that's a good movie. But then I would be like, I don't want to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think I have it in I'll, me. I'll probably just try to remember <laughs> what I saw last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this is, it's kind of an exhausting movie. It should end. I mean, like. I feel like they pull like a whole switcheroo. The scene outside the police station when the killer's hands are up and it's just like, oh, psych, you're kidnapped now and I'm taking you off where the movie's going to go on for another 25 minutes. That's the part where I was just like, oh, this is this is too much. I can't have this. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, yes, objectively good movie, but this is one that I... There's going to be a need to be a few years between watches Agreed. before I not an every back. year type deal. Could here. not agree more. Yeah, Jake, yeah. what's your overall score? Seven and a half. Yeah, I, for largely the same reason. It's such a specific mood that I would have to get into for this movie. Uh, we know what it delivers on, and it delivers in spades. But I, uh, I need to keep an arm's length from this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It's an eight for me. I mean, it's it's technically so great on so many levels. Yeah. But like when you're saying, like it's a two and a half hour movie. It's brutal to watch. There's no good guys, and it's it'll just be tense and awful the whole time. Sounds great. Yeah, I, I don't spend enough of my that. life super yeah. stressed out. But man, you should watch it once. Just be in the right place. <laughs> no, watch it a few. You yeah, should watch it more I, than once. Just don't watch it ever within five years. Of yeah, each other. I'll watch <laughs> this movie again. I definitely will too. Yeah, for sure. So what you just said was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Once for I mean, sometime. At a once, bare minimum. Once again, future Jack disagrees with past Jack. Present Jack disagrees with past Jack. Future well, Jack, yeah, yeah. that guy's an enigma. I don't I never know what that guy's gonna do. <laughs> he's yeah, he's a weird Also present <laughs> the past shit he gets like, into in his forties, man. Woo weird <laughs> seconds apart. We're talking seconds apart. And his forties are like my eighties, so <laughs> I think that's how that works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, could, no, what? All three of us are going to give it a thumbs up. We can skip this segment, right? Hard thumbs up all the way around. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah. Jake? Unless you've seen it within the last four years. Yeah, thumbs up. Give it some time. Or you're in the mood for it. If you're some kind of sicko who's just in the mood for it, watch it again. 
You'll, some good old-fashioned ultraviolence. You'll enjoy it, yeah. Jake, get us the fuck out of here. Mm-mm. This has been episode 159 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. Those links are all down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you like what you got, what we got going on, you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. We have a lot of cool stuff going on over there for the patents, as we call them. That link's down there in the description below as well. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. If you're interested in the music you're listening to, guess what? There's a link down there, too. Next week, we're going to be hitting episode 160 with a Jack pick. It is Life Changer. I don't know much about this movie, dude. Me neither. I'm very excited. Oh, wow. Okay, we'll see how that goes. That's a vote of confidence out of Jack here. Check it out. Get some beers. Grab some buddies. Watch that and other horror movies. Have a great week, everybody, and we will see you talk about that then. But on that score, I think we... But on that note, we better do beers for fears. So ju- What's wrong with you? I'm not drunk enough. I'm, I'm 100% I need, sober. I need more calories. I need, I'm 100% sober. My brain sober. is it's terrible. <laughs> so on that note, let's do be- When Dude, do I say score? Vodka has like no calories. <laughs> vodka. You say on that score, let's do beers for fears. Uh, it's, uh, it's no, wrong. what's yeah, wrong yeah, with yeah, you? Yeah. But now it's time to do good... <laughs> I hate you. But now it's time to good <laughs> seven times a charm, maybe. Oh, fuck you. <laughs>